What's up, guys? Welcome back to a waiver episode here on the Fantasy Stock Exchange. I know you're used to seeing Danny on Tuesdays and not my beautiful smiling face, but uh, Danny's a little busy this week. I told him I'd pick up that slack, you know, that old slacker Danny. Um, but I'm going to be running the waiver show this week. Uh, a, lot, a lot happened in week five, especially with Dak Prescott going down. Uh, you know, we saw Dalvin Cook had an MRI yesterday. I, I think everything's fine, but you never know how it goes. Regardless, there's a lot to talk about here on the waiver show today. And uh, I'll get into it right here after the intro. So I'm going to talk about a couple of quarterbacks first. And as I mentioned, Dak Prescott went down with a season-ending injury. Um, Before I really get into it, you know, praise out to Dak Prescott. That really blows, especially for a guy who's having a phenomenal season like that. I know, you know, everyone's heart is completely broken for the guy, especially since he was playing for a potential really, really big contract. Uh, We'll see what happens with him in the future, but wish him all the best of luck and a speedy recovery. But since we're talking about Dak Prescott going down, you got to mention Andy Dalton as a prime waiver wire candidate. So there's really nothing special about Andy Dalton. You know, he came in, filled in for Dak Prescott, uh, led that league winning or match winning drive on Sunday against the Giants, threw for 111 yards in relief of Dak Prescott. So really not too bad. But this is a phenomenal supporting cast. I mean, he's got Amari Cooper, he's got C.D. Lamb, he's got Michael Gallup, he's got Dalton Schultz, he's got Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard knows how to catch the ball and do pretty damn good things with it. Regardless, even if Andy Dalton performs like an average quarterback, he's going to have above average numbers with this supporting cast. You know, we all know that Amari Cooper is a top 15 receiver in the league. C.D. Lamb is arguably a top 15, 20 receiver already as well. Michael Gallup is a massive big play type kind of target. And then obviously Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best running backs in the NFL right now. Put all that together, Andy Dalton is going to have plenty of stats to go around, especially with a defense that is going to keep their offense on the field and playing catch up fairly often. So with the injuries going on, with all the bye weeks starting to happen, uh, we're into it with four bye weeks this week. Andy Dalton is a prime waiver wire candidate. If you're needy at the quarterback position, if you had Dak Prescott, if you have Ryan Tannehill and you just don't know what to do with your Titans because they keep getting COVID, you know, Andy Dalton's not a bad option. So he's going to be my first look on the waiver wire today at the quarterback position. I have one more quarterback for you here today, and it's going to be Derek Carr, who completely balled out against the Kansas City Chiefs and helped to lead his team to victory. And it, it, as Josh Jacobs said, they literally shocked the world. It was absurd. But Derek Carr went off 347 yards, three touchdowns. He did have a pick, but let's focus on the, 300, the nearly 350 yards and three touchdowns. He looked absolutely incredible. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie, Kansas City doesn't have the greatest defense, but they're far from a bad defense. You know, the fact that Derek Carr was able to do this is just awesome. And much like I was saying with Andy Dalton, there's a lot of people that have quarterback needs to the point where it would make Andy Dalton a very viable option in fantasy leagues, Derek Carr is going to be the same. You know, he doesn't have the same supporting cast that Andy Dalton's coming in with, 
but he doesn't have a bad supporting cast. I mean, Derek Carr's whole team is up and coming. Darren Waller is a very incredibly reliable tight end. Josh Jacobs, when he gets rolling, is a phenomenal running back. So there's a lot to like on this Las Vegas team. Kind of vaguely feel like I said Oakland earlier in the video. Don't know if I did, but if I did, Las Vegas. Um, but either way, Derek Carr could be a very interesting look moving forward. Now, he does have a bye uh, this upcoming week. He is one of those four bye week quarterbacks. So if you need him for this week, maybe don't use a waiver claim on him. But if you need a quarterback to stash or let's say your guy has has a buy in week seven or a buy coming up in week eight, Derek Carr is going to be a very viable option moving forward. He's he's looked really good and he's been performing like a pretty decent fantasy quarterback. So I'm looking into Derek Carr on the waivers this week. Uh, forgot to mention with Andy Dalton, 3% owned. And then Derek Carr here is 21% owned. So neither one of those guys, more than likely, neither one of them is on a roster right now in those leagues. So I want to move on to the running back and at a 40% ownership on Yahoo, we have Alexander Madison. So I'm recording this at 5, 5.55 on Monday, October 12th. Just got a notification about 20 minutes ago, right before I hopped on here, saying that Dalvin Cook's MRI went well. That's all the detail that I saw. So maybe something happens between now and when this video is released on Tuesday afternoon. But we'll see. Either way, if Dalvin Cook were to miss any time, Alexander Madison is an immediate RB2. And he showed that um, in, in, in his game on Sunday night. He went off 20 rushing attempts for 112 yards, and he caught all three of his targets for 24 yards. Uh, he had a 16.6 point PPR game, I believe, and he didn't play a full game because he really only came in and took over for Dalvin Cook. I mean, sure, he had his spurt of a couple attempts here and there, but really nothing until Dalvin Cook came in. So if Dalvin Cook were to miss any time, Alexander Madison is an absolute must-go-get on the waiver wire. If you are the guy with Dalvin Cook and you didn't already handcuff him with Alexander Madison earlier in the season, shame on you because you know that Dalvin Cook can never stay healthy for a full 16 games, and Alexander Madison is going to reap the benefits at least a handful of the regular season games over there in Minnesota. So we'll see what happens there. Definitely keep an eye out. I don't know if we're going to have full uh, coverage on what's going on with Dalvin Cook before the waivers run, but Alexander Madison is going to be a prime candidate to go out and get as a running back once your week six waiver wire is clear. Sorry, total mouthful there. Uh, moving on, I got one more running back. He is currently owned in 64% of leagues. So there's a pretty decent chance he's not going to be available in your league, depending on how active everyone is on the waiver wire. But I would be remiss not to highlight Chase Edmonds. It is so close to being Chase Edmonds season in Arizona, it's not even funny. Chase Edmonds is a guy that myself, I know Danny has, I know Corey has, everyone here on the Fantasy Stock Exchange absolutely love Chase Edmonds. We were all calling for Chase Edmonds basically to take Kenyon Drake's job before this year is over. And I think it's starting to happen already. So uh, the other day, uh, Chase, yeah, the other day, Chase Edmonds caught five of his six uh, targets for 92 total yards. So his, his receiving yards and his rushing yards, 92 yards total and a touchdown. He had 20.2 PPR fantasy points. And he only had like nine or like nine or 10 touches on the ball. He is so efficient. He is so insanely efficient. 
And as soon as Arizona realizes what they have in Chase Edmonds, and I think they're starting to realize more and more every week, he's going to get more and more volume. volume. And as soon as Chase Edmonds starts seeing the volume, he's going to be a potential top 15 to top 20 running back down the stretch, especially if something were to happen to Kenyon Drake uh, or, if they end up, or if they end up just phasing him out. You know, you never know what's going to happen over there in Arizona with how volatile Kenyon Drake has been. But regardless, I absolutely love Chase Edmonds going down the stretch for the second half of this season. I know. Can you believe it? We're already basically halfway through the regular season. I mean, we just hit week five. You got maybe seven or eight regular season games left before you hit your fantasy playoffs. Chase Edmonds is going to be a guy that you're going to want because I, I genuinely think he's going to be the one, at the very least, he's going to be the 1A of this offense by the time the playoff push starts in your fantasy league. So I love Chase Edmonds, getting him off of waivers. And I kind of love him for the upcoming matchup. He gets to go against Dallas. I personally played him as my RB2 in one of my leagues this week because I had Aaron Jones out on a bye and Christian McCaffrey is obviously out with injury. And I didn't regret playing him as an RB2. If you want to play him as even a high-end flex option this week, I think you could totally get away with it because, again, we know Dallas is a very beatable matchup. If they can make Devonta Freeman look like a totally rejuvenated player, um, then they can definitely let up some points to Chase Edmonds this upcoming weekend. So if he happens to be floating around on your waivers, you got to go out and you got to grab him because he is just – He's going to be a league winner. I'm telling you, Chase Edmonds is going to be a league winner in 2020. So we're going to move on to the receivers, and I'm going to highlight the obvious one first. You've seen his name everywhere. You're going to see his name everywhere. He's probably going to be the number one targeted player on your waivers this week, and that's Chase Claypool of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Had a rushing touchdown, had 110 yards, seven receptions on 11 targets, and he had three touchdowns. That is four Total touchdowns, absolutely crushed it in PPR with 42.6 points. Now, a big reason why he was able to go off is because Deonta Johnson went out with injury, which obviously opens up the field a bit more for Chase Claypool getting those targets. However, it also helps when you are scoring four touchdowns a game. Ben Roethlisberger is going to start targeting Chase Claypool more and more every week, even if Deonta Johnson comes back. Um, this is an incredibly volatile res receiving core, and I would tread lightly in fantasy, even with Juju Smith-Schuster, because you just don't know who's going to be the number one receiver on any given week in Pittsburgh. If you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, this is great news for you, but if you're a fantasy fan, you should be a little weary because you just really can genuinely never know what's going on. Now this weekend, the Pittsburgh Steelers get to go against the Cleveland Browns, should be a relatively high scoring game I think um well I mean again we'll, we'll see what happens if I get Chase Claypool off of waivers unless I'm desperate I'm probably not firing him up this week don't get me wrong I, he is my number one priority this week I, I definitely want him everywhere I can because again you don't know what's going to happen uh, for those receivers in Pittsburgh and Chase Claypool sure as hell has a ton of upside but in week six, unless I'm desperate, I'm probably not going to slot him into my lineup against the Cleveland Browns. Not that it's a bad matchup. It's just I want to see more before I just go out on a whim and say, all right, Chase Claypool is my every week starter. Regardless, uh, Claypool is an absolute excellent waiver ad this week, and it should be a surprise to absolutely no one that I just mentioned him. So moving on to the next receiver, and it's going to be Travis 
Hogan? Yeah. Didn't really know who that was before a week or two ago either. But Travis Fulgham for the Philadelphia Eagles, he's currently owned in only 3% of Yahoo Leagues. That's it. 3%. So I can almost guarantee you, unless you have an absolute wild and crazy Eagles fan in your league, Fulgham is probably going to be out there on waivers. And he is definitely worth an ad. You know, um, he went off 10 receptions, 13 targets, 152 yards, and a score. Had a touchdown last week, too. So that's two touchdowns in two weeks. We know how volatile the receiving core is over there in Philly. We know that literally every single one of them happens to be injury prone. Uh, we don't know what's been going on with Carson Wentz. He's looked a little weird this season. But uh, and, and even Zach Ertz has looked a little weird this season. So with Dallas Goddard out, with Deshaun Jackson out, with Alshon Jeffrey out, with Jalen Rager out, Fulgham is the guy, I guess. Um, he looked fantastic out there on Sunday. I I would probably prioritize him out of all of the guys that I'm going to mention today. I'd probably prioritize him as my number three waiver claim, just be, just behind Chase Claypool and Chase Edmonds. Uh, but as I had mentioned, Chase Edmonds is owned in 64% of Yahoo leagues currently, so you don't really know if he's going to be there. Regardless, Fulgham is an excellent, excellent, excellent target if you are needy at the receiver position. It is a volatile option because this guy has jumped around to three teams over the last two years. He's never really had a shot. He finally has a shot. We'll see if he can keep up with it. But either way, Fulgham's going to be a top waiver claim this week, and he's not a bad ad if you are needy at the receiver position. So moving on, next guy I'm going to talk about is of the Houston Texan, Brandon Cooks. He is currently owned in 44% of leagues, went off, played like a madman in week five, uh, eight catches on 12 targets, 161 yards, and a score. Um, now, obviously, we know Brandon Cooks, his entire career has been filled with ups, downs, injuries, you name it. I mean, he has been all over the place. Right now, he's currently opposite of Will Fuller over there in Houston. And he's looked pretty damn good, except for the weeks where he hasn't looked like anything at all. Uh, seriously, I'm pretty sure a couple of weeks ago, Brandon Cooks put up literally zero fantasy points, zero targets, or, or zero catches. I don't know if he had any targets. But Cooks is a very, very volatile option. Now, I would add him in deeper leagues, or even if you just have, you know, maybe like a middle to late waiver claim this week, I think you can get away with getting him. To me, with Brandon Cooks, he's not a weekly start by any stretch of the imagination, but we know the injury concerns that come with Will Fuller, and if something were to ever happen to Will Fuller this season, I think Brandon Cooks slots in as the undisputed wide receiver one in Houston, and I think we'd see, you know, eight, nine, ten plus targets pretty much every single week at that point if Brandon Cooks was the only quote-unquote main guy to throw to over there. And he looks like he finally clicked with Deshaun Watson. You know, we haven't really seen Deshaun Watson in his full effect until week four or even just this week this season. So uh, going forward, if Deshaun Watson is going to play better, you never know how that's going to affect Brandon Cooks in the long run. So I definitely would take a shot on him on the waivers this week if you have a mid to late claim and you're a bit needy at the receiver position. Uh, if you can afford to take on another Houston Texans receiver, if you're the guy who has Will Fuller in your league and you need some insurance, again, I'm going to bring up Will Fuller potential injury every week. Um, Brandon Cooks isn't a bad guy to keep on your bench or even start ahead of Will Fuller depending on the matchup. But moving on to the next guy, I got one more receiver for you guys here today, and that's going to be LaVisca Chenault of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is currently 
30, he's currently owned in 34% of leagues out there. He caught seven of his eight targets for 79 yards. Uh, but the most impressive thing with him is that, you know, he's, he's a rookie on a very weird team, I guess you could call the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he's been targeted 28 times in the first five games. So he is averaging nearly six targets a game, which is pretty damn good for a rookie receiver, especially one that, you know, isn't highly toted like a CD lamb or Jerry Judy type player. Uh, LaVisca Chenault was kind of brought in as like a fun type Swiss army knife and Jackson, Jacksonville seems to be making the most out of having him. Um, so this upcoming week, he's going to have Detroit. It's actually not a bad matchup if you're needy at the receiver position and you need maybe a flex guy in there. But regardless, I think he's definitely a fun option to go with. So his usage has increased pretty recently. Um, you know, I mentioned that he had 28 in the first five weeks, but 20 of those targets has actually come in the last three weeks. Eight of those targets came this week. So they are getting him more and more involved as they move forward. And if Jacksonville is going to have to keep coming back in games, and it's, it's Jacksonville, so they are, uh, they're going to be looking at those receivers. And I think Chanel is going to be a direct beneficiary of those garbage time slash comeback points. So LaVisca Chanel, although he is definitely not my main priority to get on the waivers this week, I definitely like him. And I feel like he's been a sneaky waiver ad for the last couple of weeks now. And the fact that he's still only owned in 34% of leagues out there is kind of makes me scratch my head. So I would take full advantage. He is the perfect guy to target if you have a late, uh, a late waiver claim. You know, if you're, if you're in a 12 person league and you're sitting at like eight, nine, 10, something like that, I think Chanel's a good guy to target this week. So I got one last guy for you guys today. And I, I know Danny always comes out here. He overachieves. He brings you guys at least two or three in every position, but, uh, you know, after week five, I was looking at the scores, the way that everyone played, the the total percentage ownership and everything like that. It just it just doesn't seem like there are a, a million good options out there on the waivers this week. So I only have one tight end for you guys today, but it's a guy that I know dynasty players are very excited uh, to have gotten involved this week. It's going to be Minnesota Vikings tight end Irv Smith Jr. He's currently owned in 6% of leagues everywhere, but he saw five targets on Sunday night, four receptions, four 64 yards. Now, it's a bit of a surprise that he kind of faded away at the beginning of the season, especially since he looked so good last season. A lot of people thought Irv Smith was going to completely take over the Kyle Rudolph role right from Kyle Rudolph. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't lined up like that, but it kind of started to look like that. Uh, on Sunday night. Now, this is really exciting because he is a very good athlete. He's a very good receiver. Uh, he's, he can seemingly do it all. He knows how to make the big catch. You know, he's very, very athletic type NFL, NFL player. Um, and the Minnesota Vikings, as you know, they really don't have a stellar defense this year. There's just a lot going on on that team. And most of their games have been and will continue to be high scoring games. So if you have any of the options in Minnesota, you know, obviously your Adam Thielens and your Justin Jeffersons are absolute no brainers. I mean, Justin Jefferson has been awesome. If for some reason he's still in your waivers, I'm pretty sure he's up to like 75 or 80% ownership. But if, if for some reason he's floating around out there, even if you're in an eight man team or eight man league, you got to go and, and grab him. 
But uh, I think this is an offense I'd be more than happy to have at least a little piece of, especially for the upside that Herb Smith brings. Um, you know, the tight end position is the most volatile position in fantasy football. So any advantage you can get, you better go out and take. And I feel like Irv Smith could see a second half breakout, especially based off of the expectations that a lot of people currently have for him and a lot of the expectations that people had for him even this offseason. So that's going to be it for me here on the waiver show ahead of week six. I sincerely hope everyone won their week five matchups. I sincerely hope everyone is going to win again in week six. And uh, maybe you'll do it with one of these guys that we went over today on the waiver show. But if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel down below, hit that like button and send some comments. Let us know who you are currently thinking about picking up on waivers uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. Corey's going to be coming out with the start sit show Thursday. I'm going to be back for my weekly trade targets. And uh, yeah, you know, a lot coming up this week. Always got a lot going on here at the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Glad to have you guys on board today. And I hope to see you again in a couple of days.